So this is another very special episode of Date with Daniel. When I started my career back in 2012, I was hearing a lot about this multi-Dora award-winning play called Crash. It actually won Best New Play at that time, beating out Kim's Convenience. And Pamela Malasin had the playwright and the performer, the lead performer in the play. I had heard so much about her. And over time, I actually got a chance to meet Pamela and she's here with me today. Yes. Become a friend. Yes. And so moved by the play, because now I, I got to see the play in its second edition, mm -hmm. its second run. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to be a lot for me to, to talk about today, but I'm going to do my best okay. to make sense okay. because the play is based off of your very traumatic and brutal rape experience. Mm -hmm. But the second time around is when you're being open about that, the mm -hmm. fact that the play is based off of your life. Why now? Okay, so uh, it's an evolution as all things, right? Yeah. So I created the play because I wanted to write a piece that was about post-traumatic stress disorder syndrome, but within the context of family. Mm -hmm. Because I, I believe culturally, you know, we are, we are raised with so much love and so much support, as many, many cultures, not just specific to Indo-Canadian or Indian South Asian heritage. But I think that when a trauma like rape enters the home, um, I don't know how much support or knowledge or, I mean, my parents had none, let's put mm -hmm. it that way. And it was solely their courage and their love that brought us through mm -hmm. to a point where I'm actually creating a piece about it, yeah. right? So that says a lot for the, found, the family foundation. But when I created the piece, I, because it's not a play about rape, it's a play about love. Um, and there are two image systems and one is the trauma and another one is the loss of my father mm -hmm. so the two points of powerlessness be beyond what we could imagine is when you are at the mercy of another human being your life is held by someone who has no love or regard for your life and the other is someone whose life you hold so precious mm -hmm. and you cannot uh, manifest any control over their life or death. Yeah. And that was my father. Like no, no amount of love could save him from cancer. Yeah. So those two image systems are what Crash is born from. And, and, I, and as an artist and as an actress, I didn't want people to see that and go, oh my God, that happened to her. And oh my God, that happened to her dad. You know, it, it's not about what happened to me. It's about, an, it's an offering mm -hmm. of an experience that though very specific to me with the rape and with my father, um, it's universal, as you were saying, yeah. right? There's so many points of departure through the play yeah. that could be anyone you love, anything that you've had no agency for uh, over in your life, any whether it's trauma or loss. I mean, it's all relative. Nobody can say one thing is worse than another. So mm -hmm. that feeling of helplessness or that feeling of what it is that pulls you through it, I think that though mine is specific, I think it's, it's universal. So in many ways, I wanted that... Um, play to stand on its own without knowing it was autobiographical yeah and i actually did it a lot i've done it out west and i've done it out east and i've done it everywhere um but this manifestation of it uh through soul pepper debuting with soul pepper when you saw it yes. last in april yeah um in toronto was the first time that i felt like you know i don't think i have to guard that so much yeah you know i mean by this time, though, with the awards and the critical acclaim, everyone knew by this point that yeah. it was it was based on truth. But still, I hadn't taken ownership of it in the talkbacks or yeah. the interviews yeah. because I was really concerned that it be 
experienced as a standalone artistic piece and not as not seen through the lens of this happened to her. Yeah. And now I just feel like it's irrelevant. It, it really is. I mean, it happened, it didn't happen. That's not the point. The moment that I say the first line to the time that it ends, it's a shared experience. I have to interrupt and say that yeah, that yeah, is please. exactly how I felt when I saw it. Right. It was like, boom, there's a crash and there you are. Yeah. And now we're just, I was immediately stood up and I'm just listening to everything that you have to say. Yeah. The idea was that I stepped into that experience. Yeah, inside of it. Fully supported because yeah. you were narrating, kind of holding our hand throughout yeah. the entire Oh, experience. I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Because that's the direction that the director gave me. He yeah. says, you know, it's like you take them by the hand and you offer them an experience that they might not have otherwise had. Yeah. And together you you are transformed. Through. But you step into that experience. You step inside fully. of it. Inside instead of it. watching it like you're watching TV. Yeah. Right? And it was eye-opening yeah. because, and I think that's what I was saying about the universality of the play. It's mm -hmm. like, even though you may not have experienced these certain elements of life, yeah. and you know somebody who has, you've connected to that experience. Oh, of course, and yeah. The play allows you to step into that mm -hmm. and then step out of it afterwards. Mm -hmm. But you step out of it with a greater understanding oh, that of just makes everything that so occurs in humanity. That makes you know? me so happy. But there's a lot mm -hmm. going on through you. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, in this second manifestation of it, there isn't many props or too much of a stage. It's just you on a stage. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, me. And I hadn't seen it in its first manifestation, right. so I never knew it. But I can only assume that the power is felt tenfold. Yeah. Because there's nothing to distract you from that message. And and for sure, as an as a performer, you know, you you have the fancy set. I had a Escher type staircase. I had three, one, two, three, four staircases. And you know, I'm running up and down the stairs and I'm behind them and in front of them and all of a sudden this touring production that has to tour internationally, you can't take eighty-two stairs with you. No. Um so we had to really distill it. And what happened was in terms of you know, our growth in the piece, because a remount is a remount is a remount is a remount. You just do it again. Yeah. But Crash is so deeply personal that every time we go back to it, we have to examine why we want to do it again. Yeah. And why are we putting ourselves through this? And what can we discover that we didn't discover the last time? And through that, you know, construct of we have no set, it was really the text, the performer, the lights, my brother's sound, yeah. Devashi Sinha, my yeah. designer brother, you know, and uh, the projections that Cameron Davis did, Kim's light, Kimberly Patel's lights, all of us together. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I have scene partners in the light queue. I have a scene partner in the sound queue. I have a scene partner in the projection. And it really is truly in the mind of the girl. Yeah. Because we don't have staircases in our brain. No. Right? And I think so, that lends to why I felt like I was taken right into that yeah, experience. I believe, I believe so. And, I, and I'm really happy because that was the test run, right? Yeah. Of this kind yeah. of setless oh. version. We'd never done it before. Wow. So what you saw was actually our test run of this idea of really going into the mind of the girl without anything to lean on or hide behind or sit on, you know? I mean, it's fucking exhausting, that show, because <laughs> I got nowhere to perch for a moment, you know? But, um, but I think that lends itself to the idea that we really are in the mind of this character of the girl, but yeah. inside of her mind where she is processing all of these things. And really it's going through that trajectory. There was a lot of back yeah. and forth, left and right, and, oh, but it's yeah. how the mind was working. Yeah. 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 But you know, Our thoughts. Um, exactly. Yeah. I had the privilege to stay for the Q&A right after that performance yeah. as well. 
And one of the most poignant things that you had said, that I, I was just struck by this because I think we're made to believe that things start and end. Mm -hmm. You know, you overcome problems, you yeah. conquer certain things. Yeah. And you sat there and you said that I, I haven't conquered this. I'm living with this pain. Yeah. And I was just like, like my mouth just fell to the floor. I was like, oh my God, it just all makes sense. Yeah. You live with it. Yes. How have you lived with this pain? Uh-huh. Well, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the beauty of, or the gift of being an artist is that you, it's all process, right? The show ends and you've gone through something with your audience and mm. then you go home. With Crash, because it's about post-traumatic stress disorder, or certainly one of the themes is post-traumatic stress disorder, I think it's a very clear um, example of how that's not true. The lights go up, I do my bow, everybody feels a little bit different than they did when they walked in. Yes. And yet I go home with PTSD. Mm -hmm. And it'll either show itself to be loud that night, mm -hmm. or it'll be quiet, or I'll barely hear it, like mm -hmm. a, it's a hum, mm -hmm. or it'll be the thing that makes me not able to get out of bed till I have to show up to the theater to do the show again. Like I have yeah. no idea what it's gonna be. Yeah. And I think that that's what I mean by you live alongside of the thing. You know, there's no, um, resolution. There's no closure. You don't have closure for, I think, depression. And I think many, many people um, are suffering because they feel like they are weak or um, don't have the courage or the medication or the therapy or whatever to feel better than they do. And I think that it's really a step-by-step -step thing and there is no goal in sight. I just live with it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, walking alongside of your shadow you know it's just there yeah. and sometimes it makes itself known and sometimes it doesn't but yeah. once i let go of this idea that i could fix myself mm -hmm. or that i could conquer it mm -hmm. or recover this idea of recovery and healing maybe some people would say that this piece is a healing maybe it is i don't know i'm not going to judge it that's mm -hmm. the thing i've let go of that and now i feel like Walking alongside of it makes me feel like I'm much more able to deal with it than I did in those years, very, very difficult years where I lived in denial of it. Yeah. And I suffered and I, my life was risked and there was so much in denial that my parents went through and that I went through and I, I just don't want to live like that anymore. Yeah. It's an impossible, it's an impossible thing to fix this. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever it is, and I'm not talking solely of stranger rape when someone breaks into your home and takes you hostage as was my case i'm talking about the people who can't get out of bed and say i have no reason to feel this way yeah. nothing bad happened to me why can't i get out of bed mm -hmm. those are the people who i stand beside mm -hmm. and say they're just it just is and what do we do with it yeah. how do we how do we learn to cope better that's the journey how do I cope with this yeah. in a way that I can be in the world mm -hmm. and I can be and meet my potential mm -hmm. of the person before this happened? Yeah. How do I meet her? Well, she's gone. Who I was before this that night when he broke into my apartment is gone. Mm -hmm. I'll never be her. Mm -hmm. So what, how do I live with who, with what I have despite it, because of it, or alongside it? Mm -hmm. And I've chosen alongside it. Yeah.
you know, I'm just I kind of kind of fighting back tears as I hear you speak about this because I came with my friend as well, mm -hmm. and we when we heard you say that we could not stop crying. It just it was like a release, yeah. like the pressure of having to get over certain things, yes. the pressure of having to conquer, mm -hmm. the pressure in the work and mm -hmm. the the emotions we felt and just trying to constantly overcome things. It, mm -hmm. it left that day. Mm -hmm. We felt like we could just be, mm -hmm. be alongside whatever we were feeling and be okay with it. Be okay and with I think it. listening to you say that mm -hmm. made that okay for us. And mm -hmm. I couldn't believe how how what a release it was for us because mm -hmm. we pressure ourselves to mm -hmm. feel a certain way mm -hmm. sometimes and it's not mm -hmm. always the experience that does that to us mm -hmm. and i think also like when whether it's us our own experience or someone you love you know like what is that age old battle that we all have when someone is suffering that we love or we care about and we don't know what to say yeah we don't know what to say to fix it we don't know how to, well at least you know or you know and those platitudes that come out whether we we know it's happening or not that you'll be stronger because you can only bear what you can you're given what you can bear and you know this will make you a deeper stronger more soulful person or yeah. whatever the fuck it is right yeah. you just yeah. let that go and you listen mm -hmm. you be present for that person and your, your courage and your love is manifested in your presence yeah. and your ability to hear them without trying to make it better. Because mm -hmm. you can't make it better. Yeah. Nobody can make what happened to me better yeah. or what happened to that person who can't get out of bed better. It just is. And there's wisdom in just being present with it. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't have to fight so much to make itself known. Yeah. Because it's already validated. Yeah. You know, you've validated, so you, yeah. you've validated it. Mm -hmm. For yourself, you don't need external validation. Yeah, you know. And when you let that go, like I don't do my show so that you'll learn something. Mm -hmm. You might hate it. You might walk away feeling nothing. You might walk away completely transformed, as you know, ab about a certain idea like you have with that particular idea. I don't know, but I'm not. My job is not to control what you leave with. Mm -hmm. My job as an artist and as a survivor. And as a daughter, because so much of it is about my father, um, all of that is, is I have this opportunity to offer it. Mm -hmm. And you have come. Yeah. And that's, a, that's what makes me cry, is yeah. that is such a gift to yeah. take something that is absolutely and completely meaningless. There is no meaning in like in what happened that night to me. Mm -hmm. Like there's none. This crash doesn't make it meaningful. Nothing mm -hmm. makes it meaningful, but maybe it becomes a little less meaningless in doing it. And we're talking about the relevancy of the audience here. It's yeah. so powerful because you are offering a story. Yes. But somebody has to take that away. Yes. And then that's where it becomes a little less meaningless. Yes, yes. What has that reception been for you over the years in its first and second manifestation? Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have to be completely full transparency. I was fucking scared to death, right? Because all of a sudden I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, I have a career. I've been on ER, Traders, Newsroom, lots of prolific shows, done tons and tons of theater on stage. Um, and all of a sudden, they're going to know this happened to me in that room. Mm -hmm. How are people going to perceive me? How are people going to respond to me when I see them in an audition? you know, my parents, friends, you know, all of this stuff. And um, and it's just been incredible. It's been such a humbling experience to realize. I mean, I know theoretically that I'm not alone in this and that we all have our traumas and our, you know, our, our losses and our grief. Um, but just 
the extent to which that is true was pretty mind blowing. Yeah. I mean, to walk out of a, of a show, the first year when I did it for the first run, and we were three weeks run, we were sold out for the whole run, and I'd walk out of the theater, and the entire audience would be on the street, you know, on Queen Street, yeah. waiting to talk. You know, yeah. and I was just like, wow, this is It starts incredible. conversation. It does. That's it's what it does. It's a big conversation. Because we had a conversation yes. with my friend that it starts, it sparks a conversation, yeah. it gets you thinking. Yeah. And I don't think anybody who would step into the theater to watch this would just leave being like, oh, what no, an amazing play. No, I shouldn't even on. say that. No, it's it's always been tremendous. Yeah. At least, not even supportive because they see themselves in it, you know? Yeah. The letters and the, the emails and the conversations that I have are very little to do with what they saw happen to me and a lot to do with what they've experienced. And this is why Crash, doing Crash in New York is so extraordinary. Yes. Because you know, now you're going to be taking it to New York for a tour as well. I get to take it to well. New York, and, and I want to share it with, um, with everyone, but specifically our community. Yeah. You know, because I think as... Our community, meaning the South Asian South community. South Asian community, because, you know, I'm born here. I'm born in Winnipeg. I speak Bengali. I wear a sari when I want to do every other chick, you know, at an <laughs> award show, you know? Yeah. Like, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much aware of my heritage, but... But I, this is my country. I'm mm -hmm. Canadian, and I have a Canadian. I have. A, I live with my boyfriend. I have a stepchild. You know, like yeah. like my my world is very cosmopolitan. Mm -hmm. But there's a deep um, emotional attachment to seeing brown faces in that audience. So that kind of um, that kind of wor the the bleeding of worlds and the fluidity of one to the other. I mean, I I just want to. And I mean, as a, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to the right place or something, but I seldom <laughs> see brown people on stage talking about their lives. Yeah, but I think you it know? has to do with the idea that we're, it's a very conservative culture. And I think the aspects of the play that are really going to start getting them to speak is, actually, let me start with the aspect that they would identify with the most is the passing of a loved one. There are rituals. Yes. There are things that we are familiar with, and we know how to deal with that. Yeah. But the rape. Mm -hmm. The interrogation, the self, the self-reflection, self-harming, having to mm -hmm. talk about what's happening to you at a time where you can't even process what's happening yourself. Mm -hmm. These are things the South Asian community constantly tried to cover up. Yeah, but yeah. your play brings it to light anyway. Yes, yes, and that and that has a lot to do with my mom. I have to tell the story about my mom. It's so great. So I remember once. Uh, so I'd gone to the National Theatre School. I graduated top of my class. I was engaged to my boyfriend. I got a TV series. Like I was high functioning depression. Mm -hmm. This is I'm talking five years after the rape. So yeah. I'm totally living like it never happened. Um, my parents are just please go to therapy, quit mm -hmm. school, let's do therapy because they were just like this is we don't know how to handle this. And I'm like no, I'm going to kill myself if you don't let me go to theatre school. I'm going to yeah. kill myself if you don't let me. You know. Uh, move to Toronto and live on my own and be in a TV series like yeah. you have to allow me to live in denial mm -hmm. which was very extraordinary because my parents were against that yeah. and wanted to bring it out and I was like no we're gonna sit on this yeah and uh, when it finally combusted and I had my breakdown and I went to the hospital in Los Angeles that I talk about in crash yeah and everything came to the surface uh, I was diagnosed with PTSD I went back to Winnipeg to live with my parents and did full-time therapy, right? And it was during that time that I remember I confronted, my, when I think about this, I just can't even believe I did this to my mom. I remember one day and her, her friend had called her and she hung up the phone and I said, why don't you tell Auntie Luella what happened to me? Because, you know, she was suffering. She was, a, yeah. you know, just had her and my dad. And, and I said, you're ashamed. You don't want to tell them what happened to me because you're ashamed. And she looked at me, I'm going to cry. She looked at me and she said, you think I'm ashamed 
And I said, well, why else are you not telling your friends? Like, you need friend support. You need support. You can't just be there for me. And what is stopping you? You know what she said? She goes, because if they know, they all have daughters your age. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to lock their daughters up because they're going to think that by doing that, they could prevent what happened to you. And that kind of mature, immaturity, I will not let you be um, a victim to. Because mm -hmm. they're going to look at you wow. and think that that happened because you went to study acting in Montreal. You didn't live at home. You didn't, you know, get married to someone of our choice. Yeah. You went off and did your own thing, and this is what happens. And I will not let them pity you. Yeah. And I will not let them lock their daughters up. So I will be quiet until you speak your truth. And no one will dare pity you. And I've had the pleasure of meeting your mom, and she is that <laughs> she is <laughs> that amazing woman. She is. But look at the power of a and, South Asian and woman was, saying and that. And she was right. Yeah. Because crash is that declaration. It's so right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know, like that. that I, I think it's just speaking to your point yeah. that we don't speak about it. And, you know, now, of course, this is like more than 20 years ago. We need I some think. tissue. I think. We need some tissue. <laughs> I think more than 20 years ago, uh, it was very different than it is now. I think, you know, the young people now and the 21-year-old, and this happened to me when I was, you know, very early 20s. So I think that, um, <laughs> thank you. I think that now it's a, it's a different world, right? Yeah. So I think that, you know, that may not be the, the case uh, now, but I, I just think the more we... We speak about it and share it, and the number of people who, you know, feel less alone. I think if that's the point of art, the point of this interview, is that someone who's watching it feels maybe a tiny little bit less alone in their experience because I'm speaking about it, because you're speaking about it, then that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, you know? it is. Uh, and my mother felt very alone, you know, because she was. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the world is such that there are too many people who understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm going to end on this note because yeah. I think that's exactly what Crash does. Yeah. It gets everybody on the same page. It does. It just puts you in that experience and it makes the unknown known. And yeah. it gets people talking about things that are uncomfortable. And I think when we talk about um, the way your mom held you accountable to your truth, yes. I think that's what happens when you leave is that you're held accountable to your own experience. Yes. And you kind of get put, at least I was, put into a place where I'm like, how am I going to deal with this now? Right. You know, I have a choice in this. Right. Yeah. And right. I think that's the power of Crash. It's empowering. Yeah. You know, it's ironic that a, a piece about grief and things that are beyond your control is actually the get, the offering of of what you said. Yeah. I think you said it beautifully, is, is, is coming to your own truth. Yeah. And the Thank specifics. You. Yeah. Have nothing to do with it. it. No, it's it's just the feeling of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Thank, thank you, you so with much. With all my Pamela. heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.